during the week. This is kind of what sprung on sprung on this uh, episode topic. All all I heard during the week was, and maybe I just I saw so many videos and like lads talking about it, it just really got to me head. Loads of people were saying like, you know, you need to cut out alcohol if you want to be successful, and you need to um you need to be sober to be successful, and uh, a lot of like recovery stories and stuff as well, like stuff like that, which is fair enough. But um yeah, this this like fucking onslaught of hatred for alcohol is unreal like and uh, i know obviously people are going to think oh yeah you're you know an irish lad and uh, anyone who listens to this knows that like i'm not a big sobriety guru or anything like that or like you know you need to be completely off the drink or any of that kind of stuff so i'm obviously like you know i think anyone knows where this is going it's going to be like a, a drink advertisement more than a you know giving out with a drink because I, I rarely like there's very very little situation like there is situations where you shouldn't drink but there's not like there's not many situations where like what's the word I don't know I, I I don't know I just feel like it gets this massive amount of hatred I think it's all it comes from people who probably just couldn't not couldn't handle a drink but when they when they drunk when they drank they just shouldn't have shouldn't have been drinking so like they use it to like block out some form of some form of trauma or to block out something because everyone knows like when you drink. Like when you drink, it's actually a pretty interesting. It, like I, I love, I absolutely love alcohol, and you don't have to say like when someone says I love alcohol, I think geez, they're an alcoholic or geez, they love it too much. But you're like, I haven't drank since Sunday, and it's Friday today. Now I'll drink tomorrow, right? and drink maybe once or twice a week from the rest of the summer, maybe or like just a few odd ones. Actually, one thing I did the other day, which is a great little habit to get into, not a healthy habit. Like the fitness gurus would fucking hate this, but uh, I had a little um like a hard claw. Actually, I'll get it on the video. A hard claw, um, what's it called? Hard claw seltzer. Sorry, yeah, white claw hard seltzer. And uh, it's just nice. I have one of them. And I was just watching telly and I was drinking it. And uh, the, the thing was, I wasn't in any bit of a bad state. So, like, I think when you're in, like, a bad place and you drink alcohol, it's like, actually, I wrote this down to make it more explainable or easy to understand. Um, when you So, when you drink alcohol, when you're in, like, a good mood, then you like the drunkenness hits you. Do you know like where you kind of get like drunk epiphanies? Um, the epiphanies when you're like in a bad place and then you drink are bad because they're like it kind of hits you a bit of a realization that oh this thing like let's say something bad like the that is going on or like not even something bad just like if you're a bit in a rut and like um like that kind of like hits you and then like you no know, conversely like if you're in a really good place and you're absolutely pissed drunk, you're just thinking about how good things are. And uh, it kind of almost like heightens the emotional experience of the situation. Like, um, if that makes any sense. But um, people always say about alcohol, like blocking out, um, blocking out your emotions. I actually think sometimes people want to drink alcohol so they can feel their emotions a bit more intensely. Now, I think it does, I think it kind of avoids the, the really like sad emotions. Like, let's say like, Actually, I'll just th I'll think of the most generic, yeah, like a relative died or something. Let's say actually your mom died, because when people say relative, it's just like auntie or uncle. It's, it doesn't sound as intense. Like if your mom or dad dies, or someone close to you, actually, we'll just say someone close to you, because maybe people always aren't close to your own now. But let's say like someone really close to you dies, and like it's that day, and you obviously feel absolute dirt, you know, as you would, you would be entitled to feel. And um, but then you're like, really, geez, I need a drink. Do, you know do you know that thing that like gets into your head? It's like, I need a drink. And it's not even. It's not a bad, it's not a bad thought to have. Like I need a drink. Like you know, you'd have you'd have had a tough day at work. Um, 
job for people who actually work full time. I only work part time, so I wouldn't really understand that. But like people who actually like have a hard job and like they're like, oh, I had a hard day at work, or like, um, I just stressed the dealing with something. It's like, geez, I love a pint. You know, they all that kind of feeling. They're like, it's a nice day. I love a pint. Like there's there's all these kind of different uh, things that spring the you know I love a pint kind of thought, and uh, it's a great feeling in fairness when you know you want you're craving a pint. It's like it's like when you kind of haven't had water for a while. You're really really thirsty. And you're like, geez, I love, or you're really hungry or something. It's kind of that's kind of the third one. It's like water, food, and alcohol it's kind of like the third pillar of like you know something if you're not a pillar really but actually maybe i don't know maybe maybe everyone can have a bit of alcohol in their in their uh thing because like as as people say like i know it's kind of a bit of a cliche but like too much of a good thing is a bad thing but when you actually have like a good balance of alcohol like let's say last sunday for example i went to a concert and i had eight or nine um not pints but i had probably three or four like kind of vodka and cokes and maybe six pints so maybe nine or ten drinks if you add them all in together um and surprisingly, actually, one thing I noticed was I wasn't actually drunk at all. And uh, this isn't about me trying to like prove that I'm not a lightweight anymore. But I, now I, I am a light. I know I'm a lightweight because like I've literally folded after four or five drinks before. But uh, I remember, I remember like sitting there in the pub because like we had seven or eight first, and uh, I love how excited I get talking about this. Like you know, you can hear my voice like actually sound interesting once for once. And we like had like the probably the eight, ninth, and ten points in like the pub. Uh, like um in uh in Limerick it was, that was where the concert was like and then had them then and I just remember sitting there like kind of in the middle of the tenth ninth or ten point whatever it was I was just like geez I actually feel fine like, you know I could drive home like I actually I actually felt I actually felt grand like it was really really weird like do you know the way if you're nine or ten in you can kind of feel it like you go to the jacks and you're just like hissing everywhere and you're just like your eyes are rolling around your head it's a really good feeling like you can feel your body tingling almost. But uh, I didn't feel any of it. Like I kind of felt like very, very sober, and I wasn't saying anything. Like anyone is, anyone sounds like an idiot when they're drunk because, like you know, that's just the way alcohol works. Like you say, you say shite that you wouldn't ever say when you're sober, or you say it in a really like direct way that you wouldn't say when you're sober. Uh, but I was like listening to myself talk because I'm very like conscious. Like I would be like if I said something, I would kind of go back over, and I would, I would be more of a conscious drunk than most people. And I was nine or ten in, and I'm thinking, Jesus, you could say fucking anything here. But then I started kind of actually, when I was talking, I was like, that's kind of what I sound like when I'm sober, isn't it? And I didn't really say a whole lot more than what I'd usually say. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, maybe I'm not drunk. Because that, that's how people judge their drunkenness. Like, what, how bad, what, what's the worst thing you say, basically, when you're drunk? Like, that's, if you say something really, really out there, you, like, it's, it's basically about, like, judging your sober, your sober state from your drunk state. That's kind of, that shows how, like, how pissed you actually are, but I actually felt fine, it was weird. I woke up the next morning, and then I was six o'clock in the morning, and uh, I was fine. Um, That's a good life hack, actually, just wake up really, really early, and technically you're still drunk, because it got to me at like 10 in the morning, I was fucked. Now, 10 in the morning, I, I was kind of dying a bit. But uh, you wake up at six, and it's like you're in the middle of the window, so like, it's you're in the middle of the window between drunk and hungover, so you're kind of half still drunk. Do you know the way you wake up the next morning, you're still kind of giddy a bit. If you're not really hungover, you're still kind of, you, you you find yourself you're still a bit funny and you have a different like view of life you're still it's all life is good and like you know it's all wavy everyone wakes up and everyone's pissed and you know everyone just has a head like a slapped arson but like it's funny like um and then when you when you leave it till 10 or 11 then you get absolutely you, you do feel you actually feel hungover like you feel kind of really dehydrated and um but it was interesting though. I, I didn't think i was kind of just i just wanted to share that i didn't think i was i was very impressed with myself that i was 
actually could stomach nine or ten drinks. Now, like, the probably most I've ever had drinks-wise has probably been 12 or 13, but, like, I was folded. Like, that next morning, I was wrote off until three or four in the day. Um, But I, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. I, I think people, um, it's kind of like people who are virgins. Like, the kind of people think they have to be ashamed for not being able to drink that much, especially in Ireland. Like, it is a big it is a big part of your personality a lot of the time when you live in the country, or not even in the country, like, just in Ireland. Um, it's a big part of your personality, you know, like, drinking and what you drink and how much you can drink. Like, you know, it, it takes up a lot of the conversation time. And, and fucking well and so it should but um yeah i don't know and then and then i, I there's so much stuff i could talk about alcohol and then there's like drunk people the one i think i think what people hate about alcohol is is drunk people sometimes because i think they see i was listening to a story once what was it i think it was a lad saying what kept him off to drink and i think he could have been a bouncer or something at a nightclub and um he just remembers all the real drunk lads coming up to him and just like, it's almost, it's really cringeworthy sometimes. Joe, when, when you're sober and uh, there's drunk people talking to you, it's actually, it kind of gives you this thing like, Jesus, is that what I'm like? And um, I know it's the sometimes, like the few that, like I did a thing once, I like recorded you and it was a good idea. I thought it was a decent idea. I had like a decent concept. It's not the first fucking person who'd ever gone on a night out sober, but that was the idea. Just go on a night out, everyone else is drinking. And just see what you actually thought of it. And I noticed, and I, I've said this in the episode, but I noticed after three or four hours, so at the start of it, like, these lads are all lads I know. It's not as if they're, like, random or something. So I, I felt comfortable there anyway. It's not as if I felt I needed a drink and I was going to be, like, just really awkward for the whole thing. So, like, I met up with them anyway, that's grand. And it was, I could notice they were just their normal selves. Obviously, they're sober. And it got to about two hours in or two and a half hours in, they probably had four or five pints. And I just noticed one or two of them, one lad in particular started talking an awful lot of shy. And he started going like, yeah, we should do this. And like, we, you know, and all real kind of go-getter kind of stuff like. And uh, it'll make you think sometimes like, is people's highlight. I, I think when, when you look at both sides of the story, so there is both sides of the spectrum, not sides of the spectrum, but like people who don't drink, who really like look down on people who drink and like they think, these lads are just kind of fucking nobodies and they just waste their life away staring at the bottom of a glass. Like, um, I think they think about lads who get like that, who don't really do anything all week and maybe they're highlighted or week or what they're looking forward to all week is a few points. Now, I don't get me wrong. Obviously, everyone's going to look forward to a few points. If you're not looking forward to it, it's kind of a bit worrying because like, you're like, you know, are you an alcoholic then? Because maybe an alcoholic, I, I'd love to actually talk to an alcoholic, like a full-blown alcoholic. Like, do they look forward to to it or is it like someone who's like addicted to porn it's just like it's such it's so habitual in their day that they just go out and do it um so that's kind of interesting i don't know but uh what was it saying what the fuck was i saying yeah i think that's kind of like sober people's view of drunk people like people who really detest the drink is it like people because that that scares me a bit like is that imagine that's to highlight your week like how like, people forget, like, there is seven days in your week. So, like, Saturday night obviously should be good crack and should be a fun part of your week, you know, going out having a few drinks. It's obviously meant to be fun. And if it's not fun for you, you probably shouldn't do it. But the other six days... Now, Sunday probably wouldn't be fun anyway because you're probably recovering from Saturday. But the other five days, if they're not some way fun and you're looking forward to Saturday all week, not that I'd be giving anyone advice or like trying to look down on anyone or not that I'm not looking down on anyone, but I mean looking at giving anyone advice or kind of trying to 
analyze their life. But if you're if that's the highlight of your week, you probably want to look at elements of your life and see why that's the why that's the highlight of your week. Um yeah, I I think I think most people can agree it shouldn't be the highlight of your week. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong for saying that. Maybe it shouldn't maybe it should could be the highlight of your week. Not always, but could be. Um but I just think like you should have more fun things going on than that. That shouldn't be the main part of your week. But it, obviously, as I've said before, I'm not against it. I just mean it should be a good part of it. And it's great crack. Like there's no better crack than it. But you still should have more stuff going on. Like you're like people always say about life, like uh, the mundane like parts of life. Like most of your life is going to be working, either being at home, just like talking with some of your friends. So, like, it's kind of about what are the mundane, like, the normal parts of your life. Like, you know, your life isn't going to be being off in Marbella or off in Tenerife or in fucking Vietnam on a on a trip. Like, that's not what your life is, really. Like, that's what a month of your life could be or a month of your year. But, like, 99% of your life, when you look back on it, is just going to be, like, um, you know, like, going to the shop. or So, like, it's kind of all about, I don't know, maybe it's about, obviously, like, going to the shop shouldn't be the highlight of your week. People are like, what what else could be more? What mundane thing could you think of that's more fun than? You can't think of anything mundane like going to the shop that's more fun than going out for pints. But I mean, like, you should have try and incorporate something. Like I, I try to be a bit more adventurous and shy like that. Not that I'm. I don't want to go banging on about myself, but I just don't think it should be the highlight of your week. Anyway, just just probably shouldn't be. I don't know. Um, but as look as I talk about alcohol, I get more excited about Saturday night. So um. Yeah, it's it's great though. It's a bit of it's a bit of magic. Like I don't think I'd ever give up the drink, because um, one thing about it is, like when I'm when I'm in a good place, it's the best thing for me. Like because I know well I'll never abuse it when I'm in a good place. I know I'll I'll only drink, like not even once a week. I think I drink maybe two or three times a month, maybe twice a month, even probably. I don't even drink that much, genuinely. Like even I'll say this month so far, I drank. Last week, so that was eight or nine pints, fair enough. Then the week before that, I didn't drink. I had one fucking White Claw seltzer that was on about. Had that. And then I think it was probably like the first day of the month. I think I drank. Actually, no, the last day of June I drank. That was it. So, like, I don't even drink that much, but I think if you were to, like, cross it off. This is why, like, the 75 hard would probably be tough for me. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to start 75 hard the day after my birthday. Um, not gonna say when it's on, just in case loads of people end up. Actually, no, they wouldn't come to it because I don't know where my birthday's on. Uh, but yeah, I'll start. I might start seventy five hard on the first of October. Actually, the second of October. It won't be up. Not a fucking hope of being up in time. Um, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I might do that because that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be a challenge for me cutting out drink. But and people are thinking like, oh, if it's a challenge for you, doesn't that mean you're not addicted to it, but you're a bit like reliant on it? No, because I've already showed that like three times I can go on a night out, have a few, or no, sorry, not, I mean, not have any, and just be like, be able to converse normally with people. Like, So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, like, what, do you know people who like, who aren't on the drink and they have to constantly tell people? It's, it's like people always joke about lads who do marathons. Like, um, I don't have anything against them. I just mean, like, I just like this joke. It's like, if, um, how many people would actually do marathons if they weren't allowed to tell anyone that they were doing them? Like, you know, the way people are like, oh yeah, I did this and I did that and I, I ran this much this morning. Like, how many people would actually do all of it if they weren't allowed to tell anybody? Like, 
So that's kind of funny. Like, um, but it's probably the same as the sober. Like, I think people who are sober, they love, they love to, like these gurus. I don't mean people who are sober who like actually. Oh, there's some horror stories like who were like off their fucking head on stuff and like were really, really in a bad, bad fucking place. When they get sober, like I think you know they're entitled to use their platform if they have one to like talk about it a bit. Um, but I think people who like like there's a difference between like promoting sobriety and like shitting on being like shitting on drinking like because uh, I think you know a lot of people aren't in like such a mentally scarring you know in such a mentally tough place that like if they were to touch drink they just explode like like maybe you were at that stage but that doesn't mean that everyone is like you know, there's, there's very there's there's very rare to been times when like I was thinking to myself yeah a drink is not a good idea right now like you know, there was times last year now I'm not even a tough place. I think tough place is very far. Like, you know, you're in a tough place when one of your relatives dies. You're not in a tough place when you've had a tough day at work. That's a, you know, you feel a bit shy for a day, but it doesn't mean it's not a tough place. Like, you know, it's a bit far. Like, but uh, there's never really been many times. Now, last year, I'd say I didn't drink for about, probably about two months. But I think if I was to drink then, because I already kind of was in a bit of a rut. Like, I feel shy waking up in the mornings and I just, I didn't really feel like I've, there's a bit of a bounce to me now. I think like I'm not not to be too cocky around, but there's a bit. You know, I feel good. Like and and any and as I said earlier, about like any time I drink now, since I'm in a I'm I'm going you know, feeling good. Like things are going all right. Um, I don't feel this thing like oh Jesus, like this kind of worry that oh fucking hell, this is like um I don't get a bad epiphany or what not a bad epiphany. What's the word? Like a bad kind of realization that things aren't good or. You know, because you will get reminded of, it. and if you don't get reminded of it when you're drunk, you'll get reminded of it when you're so when you're hungover, and uh, that's that's a fairly dark, that's a fairly rough old feeling. Like when you've when you know there's something bad kind of going on in your life, or like going on in your head even, and then you kind of try to escape it a bit. And everyone's done it. I've done it. Every single person on this fucking earth has tried to do it. And uh, at the time, it seems like a grand idea. And to be honest, like it's probably worth to try. Do you know that people are like, oh, never, never use alcohol to ever cover over the cracks or anything like that. But sometimes there's nothing people can do. Like I would, I would suggest not binge drinking. But if you want to have a drink, like to just try and just try and smooth over whatever was going on that day or going on that week or that month or with that person or you know something happened, like like fuck it, like let someone drink and let them learn the lesson from it after. Like, like this crack of trying to teach someone a lesson before they've actually learned it themselves. Like people have to actually learn from something rather than you going off and telling them like. So that's why I never really give people much advice. Like, because I don't think a 20-year-old is in much place to give anyone advice anyway, but not that I give anyone advice, but like, I don't think I can give anyone advice because the only way you can really learn from something is if it happens to you yourself. Like, you know, people go on like, oh, you should love your life and you should be really adventurous. But like, people kind of have to bring that on themselves, you know, to do it. Like, so um, anyway, back to alcohol. I think it's getting a bit too, um, it's getting a bit too wholesome. Drunk people. But uh, yeah, be, being, I might entitle this like alcohol, well, I have it entitled on the note, it's like alcohol and me, a love story. Um, and I remember like, I kind of started drinking late, like I didn't, I'm trying to think of like a horror story I had when I was drinking, like I remember actually, the one, the only one really horror story, I made sure I was like 20 minutes into this until I said it, so like everyone, like not many people would hear it, but I remember it was like years ago, probably four years ago now, I'd say. 
and uh, probably it was probably my first time actually properly drinking, or maybe it was three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, and uh, my first time like properly drinking, like, and uh, and what was it happening at all? Yeah, yeah. So I think. Yeah, something that happened that week. I think I could have asked someone out or something, and they said no. Like, which is fair enough. Like, obviously, someone's entitled to say no. I'm not surprised. And uh, actually, did I ask someone out or did someone maybe something along them lines? It was something about like something like that. It was something about a bure anyway. It was bure related. And uh, I yeah, and like I I felt grand. Like I didn't feel like really depressed about it because like I kind of sometimes you kind of expect people to say no, and it's, it wasn't a really depressing thing. I don't want sympathy for it. Like I wasn't. You know, like, it's not a big deal. Like, I just kind of felt, you know, I didn't feel, like, I kind of felt, like, in the middle. Like, I was, like, I wasn't, like, mad depressed crying into my pillow, but I wasn't, like, really jumping around about it, like, either. You know, obviously, you ask someone out, you know, ideally, like, them to say yes, but, like, she didn't, so no point crying about it. But anyway, uh, I think it was Friday or Saturday night then, went to, went for a few drinks. And, yeah, as I say, like, at this point, like, I'm still a child. Like, I'm very, very lightweight. Um like couldn't handle much drink. I didn't really know what to drink either. Like I didn't I wasn't very well versed on like what, what most people drank or like what was cheapest and you know, I wasn't really I, I hadn't really had much experience drinking. Like I kinda had a few cans at a little house party once or something like that. That was all I really drank before or out camping. But I didn't really know what drinking was, to be honest. Like um and uh, I said, Oh fuck it, just chance it and see what happens like and you kind of, after like four or five pints, then it kind of just got to me. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, she said no, didn't she? And then you're kind of thinking to yourself, like, oh, fuck. And I don't know what, it's, I can't really explain it. But the next morning then, it kind of hit me that I was kind of sad about it, actually. And I didn't really realize I was sad about it until I was hung over the next morning. um, Because I probably blocked out, I blocked out the emotion when I was sober. And maybe I do that sometimes. And a lot of people do it. They kind of just naturally block out the emotion. Because lads don't talk about it. Because it's very hard to, like, because women are very, uh, I was talking to someone the other day, women are really sensitive, like, and they, they, they talk about stuff a lot more. Like, if someone said, like, if I was to turn around to a girl and be like, oh, I asked this one out last week, and she said no, so, oh, you poor thing. Then if a lad, you know, if you're like, oh, I asked this one out, and she said no, lads won't turn around and say, yeah, you poor thing. They might be like, oh, fuck, sorry about that, lad. But they will try and slag you, like, in some way, so... Lads generally don't want to say it to another lad that like you want to ask someone out. I feel shy about. It. They're just because they're not gonna. They're not all gonna come back with the big hard man response. But they're not. They're not really gonna. They're not com- gonna come back with the same thing a woman will come back with. To be honest, like every, everyone, everyone can say I'm being sexist, but everyone knows it's true. Like like most things I say. You know most things like what I I know this, I know I'm right with this. I might be right all the time, but I'm right with this. Um. So yeah, like most most lads aren't gonna say it to other lads because. We're kind of just pricks to each other a lot of time, which is kind of funny. And uh, and people say, oh, lads don't talk and all this. But sometimes they don't want, and sometimes lads are conditioned to not talk. So, like, like if you want to get a 45-year-old farmer from fucking, from the arsehole of wherever, like, from the arsehole of Westmead, to start talking about his feelings to a therapist, like, you can try if you want, but, like, it's just not going to happen. It's like trying to get a lad in a fucking wheelchair to start walking again. It's just not going to happen. Like, some people just don't want to share their feelings. And they've learned different ways to you know express themselves they can express themselves through farming like just doing their bit doing their bit on the farm and then some people just express themselves could be they just could be a slightly more aggravated person i don't know people express themselves in millions of ways like i'm not a fucking psychologist i wish i was a psychologist because i'd actually get money off it unlike this shite but like 
people have different ways of expressing themselves. I, I don't I, like. I think people. I think where actually, I don't know. I, I feel like people think there's one template for how someone should live. Someone should be really open about their emotions. Like I, in an ideal world, everyone would be honest about everything, and everyone would talk to a terrorist or something. Everyone would talk to their friends about how they feel and why a certain situation made them feel traumatized and why they feel a certain way. Most people don't really want to do that because probably when they were younger, they tried to open up to someone about something or they tried to be some way emotional and they got shut down and they thought, Jesus, I don't want to do that again. Or maybe maybe for some lads, they might grow up in a real hyper-masculine environment and they don't want to be seen fucking... You know, they're in an environment where you have to be tough or you have to be you have to be seen to be tough and you know, to be a fucking man, to be a grown-up. You're not going to go around crying on someone's shoulder saying, oh... I had a tough day today. I'm really tired, and you know, because it's, you know, the, it, it's not going to happen. Like, and that, that's just not the way society works sometimes. And people are like, "Oh, we should change," and that's toxic masculinity. I don't think it is. I think that's just the way some lads are. I don't think maybe some of them would rather not be like that and not be in groups that are like that. But that's just what it's like sometimes. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I was listening to someone say about this before. Actually, it's very interesting. Um, not not. I don't really like to get into this big thing and comparing men and women because I think that's a bit stupid. Like we're we're not we're more we are similar. We're just not, you know. I think there's some clear biological differences and there's some like physiological physiological. I think that's the word physiological. Anyway, there's a few different fucking differences anyway. But uh, he was talking about it's actually a lot I'm getting on in a few weeks, and he was talking about like therapists try to try to treat male depression the same way they try to treat female depression. So, like, they want them to feel, like, cared for and loved for, and they want them to feel, you know, they want them to feel like that. But then he reckons, like, this, you know, a man needs a purpose, like. um, There was some quote, I think, he linked to it, and he was like, um, give a man a purpose and he'll walk over broken glass to, he'll happily walk over glass or something like that, and, you know, to get to his goals or something like that. So, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. But... Yeah, th- this this idea that the whole the whole world has to be has to be like you know has has to be really open about their emotions. Like, I think it's good to have the little mix. Like, there's people who like overshare, and there's people. You know, there's all these. Anyway, that's I'm going off on a tangent, but um, yeah, I'd love I'd love to be a therapist in like the arsehole of Leash or Westmead or something, and try and get all these farmers in, like herd all these farmers in, like cattle, and just see what they say to you. Um, because uh, they'd have so many fucking walls put up that you'd no, they'd ne- you'd never get anything out of them anyway. If anyone knows what the typical farmer is like, you're not going to get much out of them, but you're definitely not going to get fucking emotional stuff out of them. Do you know they might tell you the def and you know you'd be lucky to know how you, they'd be lucky to tell you how much land they have or how much cattle they have or like they're very secretive, very secretive, and they don't tell. And as well as do you know what, they're probably right. I'm on this right now, telling the whole fucking country, whoever wants to listen, about my drinking habits and like my life and all this and you're like if anyone a hundred years ago saw that there's a lad just recording an episode here the whole country could listen to it if the whole world could listen to any single person who has spotify in this world and a decent internet connection could listen to this right now could listen to some random cunt from Kildare talking about talking about alcohol and talking about men's feelings and all that kind of scutter so it's kind of funny in a way, actually. When I think about it, it's kind of mad. Like every word I'm speaking right now, I'm just sitting in this shed, completely oblivious to the fact that anyone in the world listen to this. 
it's uh, pretty cool actually it's a kind of nice little side side thought um but yeah i wouldn't fancy being a therapist in the midlands though, i'll be honest about that um yeah what else could i say that's kind of all i could say really but yeah sometimes you no know, sometimes it doesn't need to have a big reason behind it if you like if you want to have a drink on a saturday night have a drink on a saturday night and uh there's so there's so many angles to it. Like sometimes people go out and drinking because like that's what their friends do and they don't want to get left out of the friend group and like maybe they don't do other stuff. And maybe you should try to do other stuff with them friends. Like maybe if maybe if the only thing you do with your friend group is going drinking, maybe that's not really that good either. But um you know, maybe that's something you could be aware of. But uh yeah. But yeah, and what really pissed me off, I saw one particular video last week about like some like, absolutely slating alcohol. And he was like, uh, oh, it just makes me feel disgusting. The next morning I feel absolutely disgusting. I feel like I've committed a sin. And like, I was like, just cause, and he's, you know, one of these lads probably fucking juiced up to infinity. Look, in fairness to him, he's a lot bigger than I will ever be. He's 10 times bigger than I will ever be. And, um, look, most 10 year old kids are more built than I'll ever be. So I don't think he's even, you know, there's no point even comparing myself to him like so. But I think sometimes they try to think of it like if it doesn't have a health healthy benefit to it, just just we should just never do it and stay away from it. And the fact that it's a sin, that really, really irritates me. Like like there's no need to be so fucking even you see these lads like with like the the, the things from the Bible, like John three point seven in the Bible in their in their bio. And it's like um Oh, it's like a picture of him sitting down on the bench in the gym. It's like, um, oh, uh, a man is a man is not meant to sleep with multiple women. That is sin, and that is all. And like Jesus Christ, like, people take life too seriously. And and it's like, oh, find God, and you know, God is your trust. God and all this stuff. And like, you don't even know if God is fucking real. I, I'm gonna stop actually because I'm just going off on a lot of tangents. But uh, I'm going to stop talking now, actually, because I feel like this has been a really bad episode, actually. I just feel like the last 15 minutes, this has gone fucking down the swanny. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I hope I might just delete this, to be honest. I'll see now. If this makes if this makes the cut, I'll see what it's like. But, um, but yeah, not everything has to be, like, make you healthy or make you, like, a better person. Like, obviously, I, I'm, I'm big into, I think I can say this, I'm big into, like, self-improvement stuff and, like, you know, getting better and, like, going to the gym and, reading stuff and like um you know taking care of yourself and not eating shite and uh getting your sleep and getting up early and stuff like that nice little habits like that cold water and stuff i love all that kind of shit because it's interesting i i love it i love how it affects your brain and affects your mind and you you have a better day because of it but uh it doesn't have to be your whole life like you don't have to you can loosen up a bit like sometimes it's just about life like would you like to look back at your uh, no i'm only gonna speak for me personally but i wouldn't like to look back at my life and hundred years time and say like sorry I mean when I'm dead like and if someone was analyzing everything I did every day for the next 50 years they were like yeah he was extremely disciplined and he was extremely uh he was extremely devoted to everything he wanted to do and he like he was really fit really healthy really strong ate well slept well like cold water therapy all this kind of crack but didn't really have any fun like like would you like would you want to look back in your life Obviously, I'd rather not look back in my life and look back that I was a big fat fuck, but you'd want to get the balance between like having fun and being a bit disciplined about stuff.
you know, I, if I was to cut out Saturday night, if I was to cut out just randomly doing random shit that didn't actually make me any healthier and probably made me more unhealthy, like eating shit or whatever. Um, some people might smoke the audio. Um, if, if you're going to look at that as a sin, that I, like, I just, I don't know, like, what do you look back at your life in 50 years and think, like, you're staying really disciplined, but like, and as well as that, all these people staying really disciplined with all these habits, they don't actually have any goals. They kind of, a lot of them don't have goals. They kind of just like do the gym just to do the gym. But like, so that's, in that case, like fair enough, you're a Premier League footballer. Like you have to, you have to be doing this stuff. You, you can't really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know any Premier League footballers, but Joe, they don't really drink. They don't really, no, they have to be super disciplined. Like it's the best football league in the world. So it's, it's cutthroat, obviously. So fair enough, them, they have their goals. But you see these like just random lads who just, go to the gym and are keeping fit and like fair play to them. Like I, I admire people so much who do that because it's really, it's tough. Like it is tough to exercise every day, eat well and like sleep well and go to bed early and get up early. It's tough. Like it's not, it's not fun. It's not easy. Like, um, but they don't really have any major goals. They don't have any, like, they don't have like a competition they're waiting for a lot of the time. Some of them do, but like a lot of them don't. So like, I wonder like, could you not just have a bit of fun then as well? Like if you've nothing, you have to kind of like wait for three months to sacrifice for like, could you not have a bit of fun, like? So, I don't know. I always wonder the psychology of that. Do people, do people, like, feel a bit left out when they were younger? They don't, they kind of just wanted to surround themselves in this gym bubble or something like that. So, there's a lot of, psych- there's a lot of little psycholo- psychological loops that you could take on this. But uh, I'm not going to do that because I'm absolutely sick of talking and I'm sick of fucking recording this episode, to be honest. So, hopefully it went well. Hopefully it was a bit more exciting for you to listen to than it was for me to talk. Because the only way you get that vibe from it that, wasn't that interesting and you kind of think after like 15 minutes your your mouth is going a bit dry from talking you're like oh jesus please tell me please tell me someone likes this so yeah hopefully i'm going to be like a fucking nervous wreck for the rest of the day worrying about this but uh yeah thanks for listening and um yeah up to drink